0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. This is Molly, slightly under the weather, which is why I might sound a little little nasally. And this is Kristen, and I am in the peak of health. Until my germs get to her. Yes. Uh, but before that happens, Kristen, I have a quick question for you. All right. Shoot. Were you ever a Girl Scout?
1: No, Molly, I was not a Girl Scout. Um, to be completely honest with you, I was actually in, um, sort of a, uh, fringe group, if you will, Girl Scout-esque. Um, it was a, uh, like Christian organization. Instead of earning badges, we would memorize Bible verses. And instead of selling cookies, we played Tug of war
0: <laughs> doesn't really sound like the same thing at all, Kristen. You know what? I had a blast, Molly. All right, so I was a Girl Scout for many years. I loved it, uh, which is why I was very surprised to see an article in the National Review, famed conservative publication, yeah, um, by Catherine Jean Lopez, that basically accused me of, as a Girl Scout, being kind of a godless heathen, what? a lesbian, enduring a teen pregnancy, and/or having an abortion. Well, it's pretty surprising because the Girl Scouts seem pretty squeaky clean.
1: I mean, even more so than the Boy Scouts that that came under a lot of scandal um, in the past few years. Girl Scouts seem to have kept a pretty... Pretty good image. No, apparently Girl
0: Scouts are feminist foot soldiers.
1: Feminist foot soldiers. Well, maybe, I don't know, that Juliet Gordon-Lowe, founder of the Girl Scouts, would really agree with that. What do you think, Molly? You're the Girl Scout expert here.
0: You know, it's hard for me to communicate right now with the spirit of Juliet Gordon-Lowe because even though my parents promised me we could go see her childhood home, we never did. We went to Disney World instead. Well, um, speaking of her childhood home, that means you must have been in Savannah, Georgia. You were in Savannah, Georgia, and they told us the vacation was going to be in Savannah, but it was in Disney World instead.
1: I think you're the only, like, child in America who would have been upset about going to Disneyland instead of Savannah.
0: All I know is I had really built myself up to communicate with her childhood spirit, to see where I had come from as a Girl Scout, and it was all dashed to pieces (laughs) for It's a Small World after all. But I do know this, even though I didn't get to take the tour. Mm -hmm. um, Julie Gordon Lowe was raised in a well-to-do Southern American family. You know, she got a great education. She hit a bump in the road with a very unhappy marriage. Yeah, And after the marriage, she, you know, wanted to do something a little bit more meaningful with her life. And so she did, as all divorced women seem to do these days, she went abroad. And she went to, uh, she went to England. Yeah, and she met a guy there, um, no romantic comedy or anything, but she met Sir Robert Baden Powell. Um, and he was the guy who had had the idea for the Boy Scouts and the Girl Guides, which were in England.
1: Yeah, and she, uh, Juliette Gordon Lowe liked the concept so much, she brought it back across the pond. And started Girl Scouts in uh, in 1912, right, with 18 girls in her hometown of Savannah, Georgia. And uh, basically started just teaching girls how to develop leadership skills and, like, outdoor skills, building campfires and the like. And it kind of sounds like, you know, those basic things of... Uh, you know, outdoor skills, socializing with other girls really hasn't changed that much in, um, in all the time since.
0: Unless you're a reporter for the National Review, I guess.
1: Evidently.
0: But let's, let's talk more about what a Girl Scout is. Okay. okay? There are more than 50 million Girl Scout alums, of which I am one. And then every year about 2.7 million girls, um, and nearly 1 million adults who help them participate in Girl Scouting activities. Really? So that's, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big number. Yeah. I think I saw somewhere that
1: it's something like, Girl Scouts reaches out to about ten um, percent of American girls between the ages of uh, like five and, and seventeen. Five and seventeen, and their the target key
0: ages the key for it ages. to be a Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you've ever been a Girl Scout, you know that there are certain levels within Girl Scouting. Oh, do tell. That you can be. If you are between five and six, you're a Daisy Scout. You know, and
1: I didn't know before I read how Girl Scouts work, I didn't even know about Daisy Scouts. Yeah, they're the cutest of
0: the Girl Scouts. And they I earn think. petals instead of badges. It's all very flower oriented. Yeah. It's, it's very great. sweet. Um, so if you're more familiar with like the Girl Scout badge thing, they're just earning petals. Um, like let's say they help like with the garden, you get a petal. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. But you don't start actually getting, uh, then, oh, then you start getting patches when you're a brownie. These are, like, things they give you to sort of um, recognize that you tried something. They're called try Ah, Oh. It's adorable. Yeah, so you get a patch just for trying. You don't have to
1: succeed. You just have to try. And that's for the brownies, right? Those the are brownies. brownies. They're, like,
0: six to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, as you might imagine, they do wear brown. Um, and they do things like learn a magic trick, complete a timeline of your life. They're try for, like, computer skills, about learning about the earth, And they also do service projects, like maybe they'll babysit, like for a PTA meeting or something. Okay, so let's say you're 8 and 11, between 8 and 11. Then we're finally up to Girl Scout badges. Mm-hmm. And, Kristen, this was my thing. I was anal retentive about earning badges. That does not surprise me. I did badges on my own time. I was always pushing the leader to do more badges and less service projects because I needed a visible sign of my triumphs. Did
1: you ever wear your your Girl Scout vest when you weren't actually doing Girl Scout-related activities? <laughs> yeah, you- I did. Oh,
0: awesome. I have to say my proudest moment was probably when they were giving out badges mm-hmm. and everyone else got like four and I got 20. <laughs> wow. Thing. That's probably why I didn't have many friends when I was little. Uh... Anyway, so these are the same sort of themes they're working on. They're working on things like uh, computer skills, first aid, um, adventure sports, mm-hmm. all sorts of great things to prepare you for life later on. I remember trying to earn some auto badge. didn't really help me in in this <laughs> age, but I did at one point learn how to change oil.
1: Now, one thing that I do like about, about the Girl Scouts that – uh that if I had been a Girl Scout, this is probably the route that I would have taken. I probably would have been a Juliet, all right? A lone wolf. A lone wolf. Juliet's named after Juliet. Gordon Lowe, the founder, um, are girls who do Girl Scouts all on their own. They are a troop of one. You can just, uh, you know,
0: participate in different activities um, all on your own. Well, you know, sometimes you don't live near a troop. Yeah. I mean, and there were times when I wanted to sort of secede from my troop and take things into my own hands. Um, But anyway, if you're about my age, then you'll remember that once you're past a junior, you become a cadet, senior or ambassador, Girl Scout. They've renamed that. Um, a name I'm not wild about. It's now called Girl Scouts 11 to 17. I would have preferred to have been a cadet. And I actually gave up Girl Scouting after, after I was a junior.
1: Now I gotta say, one thing that I'm kind of impressed with, with the Girl Scouts in general is that, um, it has maintained popularity over the years. From everything that I've been able to find, all my sources tell me that the numbers have remained pretty consistent over all of these years, which I was, Kind of surprised to find out because I thought that they would have had a pretty big dip in numbers because, you know, girls now are interested in, you know, they're on their iPhones and watching reality TV. You know, I just, you just don't, I, I don't feel like I see that many Girl Scouts out anymore.
0: Well, I wonder if, um, uh, maybe those numbers, uh, would show a, a dip at the same age for every girl when you do actually get a little bit more interested in that sort of stuff as opposed to going to chap, to your, your troop meetings. Yeah. I
1: think it's traditionally, uh, they have always kind of had a drop-off around middle school when girls do sort of get interested more in boys than making s'mores. But let's talk about the actual Girl Scout life. You know, isn't it all just about camping? I mean, it's it's pretty much the same types of things that Juliet Gordon Lowe is doing out in the woods of Savannah, her original troupe.
0: Yes, and I did, excuse me, spend quite a bit of time in the mountains of North Carolina at Girl Scout camp every summer. It was Awesome.
1: That is one thing that I always wanted to do. I was always jealous of my friends who went to Girl Scout camp. It seemed pretty awesome.
0: It was pretty awesome. So that I went to a resident camp, which is basically where you've got the established campsite. Mine actually had covered wagons, which were awesome. Um facilities for cooking and bathing and dining hall. Um but other people, you know, were a little bit more hardcore than than my troop was. You can actually, you know, just go straight out into the woods. Some Girl Scouts do like trip camping, which mm-hmm. is where you bike from campsite to campsite. Or canoe or horseback between those locations that was a little bit more outside activity than I wanted. I, I could basically just handle the s'mores aspect of the outside <laughs> world as a Girl Scout, but some girls do that. And camping is
1: one of the used to be three C's, now it's the five C's of Girl Scouts, which is uh, which are crafts, camping, cooking, and now the two new additions. Computers and careers.
0: Yeah. As we were mentioning, you can get like triads and badges for all sorts of computer skills. There Mm -hmm. are lots of programs that get you to shadow someone who has the career you're interested in. And also, we're going to talk more about cookies, of course, because you can't talk about Girl Scouts without cookies. Yeah. But I have this new theory that the Girl Scouts are turning young girls into like this this class of capitalists because there are all these ways to learn how to sell cookies better. Mm -hmm. Like public relations, marketing. Um, there's just a lot of science into selling these cookies for these girls. Well, it all started
1: out uh, cookie sales in 1922. Well, the first the first Girl, Girl Scout cookies were sold in 1917 by a local troop, but then in 1922 there was an article published in the official Girl Scout publication, The American Girl, um, describing uh, how you could make. Girl Scout cookies for a profit. So you might be on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh they had recipes for um six or seven dozen cookies that would only cost you say a
0: quarter to make and then you can sell them for um a quarter a dozen. So already, you can see Girl Scouts are smart. They know how to turn a profit. In 1934,
1: a troop in Philadelphia became the first troop to sell cookies that had been baked by a commercial baker. Because as we know, yeah, outsourcing, because if you have bought Girl Scout cookies in the past, oh, I don't know, like 20 years or something, (laughs) they have these really, you know, sweet boxes. They come in, they're all plastic wrapped. And you know, those little
0: little Girl Scouts, those little Daisy scouts weren't making those at home. No, they're, I mean, when you see green, you know to run because you know they have thin mints left. Minor Samoas. Purple box. Really? I'm, I'm thin mint, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie.
1: Um, I liked though that, uh, during World War II, instead of, um, instead of selling cookies because of like all of the food shortages,
0: they sold calendars. I think I did sell calendars one year. See, the thing about it was, is eventually you had to have a fall fundraiser and a spring fundraiser. Mm. Spring was always cookies and fall was usually something lame like nuts or calendars that never sold as well as cookies. I think the fundraising
1: was another thing that that kept me out of Girl Scouts. It was a lot of pressure. Yeah, not a big fan. Well, speaking of pressure, Girl Scout cookie sales are always kind of controversial because of, uh, you know, some, some mothers in particular might get a little overzealous mm-hmm. with helping their children sell. And, um, there's this great story about this one mother who set up a sales stand while her daughter was in school and ended up selling a record breaking
0: 17,323 boxes. Of Girl Scout cookies. But maybe you're wondering where all the money goes. And I can tell you that basically 70% of the money stays within the local council. And councils, you know, maybe oversee a few um, troops. And their main 30% goes to the bakery for all that hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, 70% that the council receives, each troop uh, receives their funding for the year. And they get about 12 to 17% of what they sold in the cookie sales. Um, so, and then they can use that money to have activities, to have snacks that might help send a girl to Girl Scout camp. So it really does. It's not just, you know, girls out on the street showing cookies for no reason.
1: <laughs> well, it's good to know, Molly, that the, uh, the Girl Scout money is on the up and up that, um, you know, we aren't all those cookies that we buy and eat aren't just a huge sham to pad the pockets of Girl Scout troop leaders. But that doesn't mean that the Girl Scouts have been completely, controversy-free. I mean, they've kept things pretty clean, but like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast with this National Review article, um, they have gotten flack from more conservative parents for things that they've done.
0: Right. I mean, basically, the reason that the Girl Scouts aren't as controversial as the Boy Scouts is because they have more of an open-door policy, Mm -hmm. um, whereas the Boy Scouts, you know, try and regulate who's coming in the door. Right. Um, But that sort of leads to this perception by some conservatives um, that the organization is run by these radical and militant feminists and lesbians, according to this article. Now, does that have something to do with um,
1: the alteration to the Girl Scout oath? Um, There's one part in the Girl Scout oath, may I quote, on my honor, I will try to serve God and my country. And um, the Girl Scouts came back pretty recently and said, you know, if you want to say God in your Girl Scout oath, you can. Or, you know, we recognize that that God or deities or whatever are different to every every person and it's a very individual thing. So you can replace God with whatever you want. Yeah, you
0: can say whatever word you want there. So yeah, that's one part of it. That's not going to make conservatives that happy. Um another thing is just some of the programs they'll do. Um the National Review article talks about um diet pills, um Eating disorders and how, you know, when the Girl Scouts talk about this, it sort of puts ideas into girls' heads, I guess. Um, you know, you can, uh, work through these exercises as a, as a team that talk about how you can support the decision to pull a life support system from a dying relative or how you could support someone who's designed to end their pregnancy. And so that gets into the whole abortion issue. Well, I know that there was also, uh, in 2004,
1: um, there were, Girl Scout boycotts, I think specifically in Waco, Texas, that I saw, they had cookie boycotts because of um, controversy surrounding um, Planned Parenthood sponsoring. I think it was uh, sex ed seminars that a certain troop was holding, and parents were outraged, thinking that the Girl Scouts was promoting,
0: you know, premarital sex and abortion and things like that. So. And also making uh, the conservatives none too happy was a book that came out in 1997 called On My Honor, Lesbians Reflect on Their Scouting Experience, Ooh. which had an essay entitled All I Really Need to Know About Being a Lesbian I Learned at Girl Scout Camp. And it talks about how all, you know, this girl went to camp and all her counselors were lesbians and that, um, you know, there was an estimate in the book that one in three Girl Scouts paid professional staff were lesbians. So if you're a mom and maybe a small town conservative, Girl Scouts don't seem so squeaky clean. But at the same time, Molly,
1: that also reflects, like you said, the non-discrimination that's really embraced by the Girl Scouts. I was reading an article in the New York Times, I think that came out maybe in 2006 or 2007 about how specifically for Muslim girls, Girl Scouts has been a really good way to kind of assimilate into new neighborhoods, particularly given, you know, more of the kind of discriminatory climate against uh, Muslims after the 9-11 attacks and how it's, um you know, really good outlet for these girls to feel accepted and like they're, you know, a part of a community. So, you know, in my opinion, I think it's really, I think it's really good that the Girl Scouts is so open and, you know, advocating character and leadership skills. Oh,
0: I know. It's not like, you know, they, you know, it's not like they have a try it badge for being a lesbian. (laughs) Right. Right. The Girl Scouts really have devoted a lot of time
1: and resources to molding their programs to the challenges that girls face today, for instance, um, they do a lot more programming with uh, self-esteem and things like cyberbullying and what to do if you find out, you know, if your friend is cutting yourself. Obviously, things that Juliet Gordon Lowe probably was not talking about around the campfire in 1912. And um, also one thing that uh, amused me a little bit when you're talking about badges uh, <laughs> to, to sort of see how how the programs have evolved for today's. Girl Scout, um, for instance, in 1913, girls would earn matron housekeeper badges, and in order to earn a matron housekeeper badge, Girl Scout had to learn how to either use a vacuum cleaner or clean glass or, this is my favorite, no three cuts of meat... <laughs> and the prices of each um and thankfully today that has been replaced by the uh, the miss fix it badge um in which girls demonstrate how to repair a leaking toilet or help with some painting um do maybe you know less um 50s housekeeper type of chores it seems like um you know they're really trying
0: to to stay relevant but you know one thing that's never changed kristen what's that the gold award what is the gold award it's the highest pinnacle in girl scouting. And I'm going to guess that you went for the gold award, my I didn't and it's 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 haunted me ever since. It's a huge regret that I did not get the gold award. Um but if you're between the ages of 14 and 18, mm-hmm. you do this project. Basically, you keep a journal where you work for 30 hours in a leadership role. You do 40 hours of career exploration. And then you choose a community service project that you design and carry out all on your own. You make a final report. I know. It's right up my alley, right? This is like a thesis project. It is. And just because you do all this work doesn't mean you're going to get the Gold Award. What? Only 5.5% of eligible Girl Scouts get it. Cutthroat. It is cutthroat. But, you know, we've got a standard of excellence. You can't give everyone an Oscar. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true.
1: You know, the girls. the Girl Scouts does maintain high standards. Um, they've even got a, uh, a lobbying group in Congress advocating specifically for healthy living for girls, positive media images, safety, financial literacy. I mean, I think they really are working from the bottom up, um, to enhance girls, girls'
0: lives in the United States and abroad. So- it sounds like we're giving Girl Scouts the thumbs up. No I matter, think we are. No matter what the National Review would have us believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the cookies talking, though. That's I don't true. Know. Sugar high? Mm-hmm. Well, Kristen, once you come down for your sugar high, mm-hmm. why don't you head on over and learn more about how the Girl Scouts work? Because I know you weren't one. I know. And I know it's very sad for you. A little painful. But you can learn all about them at HowStuffWorks.com.